Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Power Hour. Wait, hold on. I'm not Claire Davis. What's going on here? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Claire will be with us hopefully in a minute. She's having some technical difficulties, and she's going to do the intro way better than I ever could, so I'm not even going to try and and do her justice here. but we're, we're as, uh, as always, happy to be back. Uh, we've got another great guest uh, talking about one of my favorite topics today. But before we dive into that, Erin, uh, how's it going? Hey, it's going so good over here. Yeah, I was told we were actually going to get up and move around uh, this morning um, with our guest. And so I'm appropriately at my CrossFit t-shirt on. <laughs> like, nice. I have like clothes I can move around in. Um, so I am prepared um, for this segment. So, hey guys, um, I'm Erin. I run Muscle Creative and um, listen, I help people write. I help people with their copywriting um, and I'm, I call it copywriting made simple. You can write, you are a writer. I will help you uh, figure it out. So I work one-on-one with people um, mostly and I have a monthly membership. So um, welcome to everybody here. And thank you, Dan, for being our Claire for this morning. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing two roles today and, and Matt's at another workshop. So we will miss him dearly today, but he is with us at heart. I'm already standing up and walking around, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but good morning, everyone. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Dan Mott. I am a LinkedIn social selling strategist and I help solopreneurs make money online and have fun doing it. Um, today we are joined by da, 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 Chris O'Rourke. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Doing great, Dan and Aaron. Thanks so much for having me. So excited to spend some time with you today and uh, and get get some exercises going and some blood flowing and talk about uh, work and life and health and wellness in 2022. Awesome. Yeah, I love it. I think. You know, like I even put out on my post promoting, uh, you know, today's episode, I'm I'm such a huge believer in a morning routine and focusing on mental and physical health, uh, because I think it's the strong foundation to the start of any day. So I'm really excited to to dive into this topic with you. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I can tell you a little bit about kind of where this genesis sprung from. That might be a good way to kind of get us going today. If that's OK. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, and this was, uh, you know, April 2020 in New York City. Uh, and I am the chapter director of. Hi, Claire. Welcome. Hey, thank you. Sorry <laughs> to interrupt. Day. No worries. <laughs> Just really quickly to talk about the sort of genesis of my uh, focus on on health and the intersection of individual health and business health was was really uh, formed in, in April of 2020 when I was in New York City. And that was really when uh, New Yorkers started to recognize that this pandemic was going to be really difficult. Uh, we were a month in, month into lockdown. We recognized the severity of the disease. Um, that's when the, the deaths started to really, really mount. Um, and I am the chapter director of the New York City Chief Operating Officer Business Forum. Uh, and I was talking to my members, talking to my colleagues about just how do we navigate this this time? It's just so uncertain in terms of how do we think about our own sort of personal health and well-being. We're isolated. We're afraid. We're not sure what the science still looks like. But professionally, we're not sure what to do, right? Do we furlough staff? Do we how do we best support them? Uh, how do we communicate to our clients? What do we do with our real estate portfolio? Do we make people come in? What do we think about testing? Uh, and so it's just a really cumbersome period. Uh, and so what I did is uh, looked out into the, the universe and said, is there something out there that can help me and help my colleagues and help my members 
again, put a frame, a simple human framework around uh, the complexity of this time. And so I developed this idea called the seven pillars of wellness, which indicates, you know, sort of it's this framework that says, let's not talk about business strategy. Let's not talk about collaboration. Let's talk about what does it mean to be socially well during a global pandemic? That means how do we communicate? How do we collaborate? How do we connect? How do we recognize the, the challenges of isolation? How do we think about spiritual wellness? What is empathy? What's the role of, that empathy plays in, in getting us through this? But what's the role that empathy plays from a business standpoint in terms of how do we best support our employees? How do we best support our clients? How do we think about our strategies moving forward? Uh, so I just got sucked in into the world of organizational wellness. I'm trying to go through all the pillars, um, but really it's this this idea that there are seven pillars of wellness. It's a holistic way of thinking about business. It's a holistic way of thinking about your mind, your body, your spirituality, what makes you unique as a human being. Uh, and there's this intersection, right, of, of this new world, this new world that uh, still there is no North Star. We're still trying to figure it out. But this very simple human yeah. framework allows you to organize your thoughts and ideas and challenges. You know, wow, Chris, so I really good. love this topic. Oh, oh go ahead. Go ahead, Claire. Go ahead, Claire. Go ahead, Claire. Go ahead. So, so first of all, hi, and I'm so sorry I'm late. Technical difficulties. We're, we're testing out how good my phone camera is right now. So <laughs> let me know in the chat <laughs> if everything's coming through loud and clear. Uh -huh. That's right. I'm like, woo. Well, we just make it work. So. Um, my question to you, or I guess I have had an observation with, you know, I've had a, my own business for a few years now, and this year particularly has been a real strange one because I think there was this mental reset we were all so prepared to do for 2022. Yeah. 2020 was crazy. 2021, yeah. we figured out kind of the path. 2022, we were like, all right, we got this. We're ready to get back on our goals track. Right. And what I've found from a lot of people who have small businesses as well, and people just living their lives, is that there came a point, I think, this year where things really haven't changed so much, but we don't acknowledge yet, we, we almost don't acknowledge enough that we're still going through this traumatic period. And, and we're dealing with the effects of that and sometimes really well and sometimes yeah. not so well. So I'm really looking forward to um, your thoughts on that. So do you think people give, first of all, do you think people acknowledge enough that this is the situation we're in, then it's not a normal one? Let's, let's answer that with an exercise because I promised oh. you some get out of your chair exercises. And okay. I think doing this exercise will help you to get at, at, at your question. So um, I'm going to ask you and I'm going to ask your community that I cannot see, but I'm just sending out this energy. What I'd love for you to do is stand up. And I'm a, I'm a chief operating officer, but I'm also a CPT. I'm a certified personal trainer. Um, and right. coming out of this whole experience, I have invented and developed this new exercise routine that's going to transform your life. At the end of the show, special deal today, normally it's three payments of $19.99. <laughs> today only, one payment, $19.99. At the very end, we'll give you the link, OK? Yeah, but wait, there's oh, more. <laughs> cardio, cardio results at pace, okay? Love it. Cardio results at pace, or C-R-A-P. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> what I want you to do is stand up for me. Stand up for me. All right. All right. That's my camera. All right. And we're going to do, just follow along with me, right? Cardio results at pace, right? 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Just follow along with me, right? We're going to do 10 seconds of jumping jacks. All right. One, 
two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, bicep curls, ten seconds. One, two, put some effort. Three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven. Very eight. in sync. Okay, overhead press. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. All right, who who in chat actually did that? Look at yeah, that. let Look us know. You're done. <laughs> You're done. That's it. It's this new. It's it's it'll fundamentally change your life. I love you it. You need to go to the gym. You can <clears> stop <throat> signing up for races. Thirty seconds of exercise a day. That's all you need. Aaron's like, shoot! I just now I've done two two workouts and it's like, how, how early? Hang it now. <laughs> I'm ahead of the curve. <laughs> it's crap, right? It's crap. There's no way. It's the best kind of crap. That's crap. Best. Good. You yeah. would never, ever go into a gym and do 30 seconds of exercise. Right. You would never put on your running clothes and go out and say, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a 30 second run. <laughs> right. Yeah. There is no world in which that makes any sense. And yet yeah. for many, many years, this is how we've thought about work. And that mm -hmm. is we jump from one thing to the next. We spend 30 seconds of exercise on Slack, mm -hmm. on an email, on a text message, <laughs> on thinking about a problem. We, we, we try to increasingly go at a faster and faster pace. Mm -hmm. And what, what we're finding is that we just can't keep up, keep up. And at the end of the day, what this is all about, and again, as we think about this new world in which we live, it's all about how do we define ROI, right? So what is the return that we're going to get based upon the investment we put in? If you put in 30 seconds of investment into exercise, there's no return. There's no change. There's no health benefits. If anything, you're going to be even more stressed. So employees, as they think about this new world in the great resignation with these still lingering questions and challenges about the pandemic and what work looks like really need to be thinking about what's the investment that I want to make as I think about my next role and what's the return that I need, right? Is it mental stimulation? Is it financial compensation? Is it following my, my, my heart, my purpose? And, and I think a lot of us are still really trying to figure out what that looks like, right? Because it's a balance, yeah. right? I want to follow my heart, want to follow my purpose, but I also want to pay the rent, right? Mm -hmm. um, and employers have not been forced to do this, but they're now being forced to do this to say, how do I also measure the return on the investment that I make in my employees? It's redefining what productivity looks like. It's again, figuring out what that balance is of coming into the office versus working at home. Do we do a five day work week? Do we do a four day work week? What's the use of our office in terms of culture, collaboration, spirit? So it's this really interesting time. And, and this was just exacerbated by the pandemic, mm -hmm. but this all existed. This has been going on really since this, right? Since this. Yeah. This is what started this fast paced world where we click a button, two minutes later, there's a car outside of our house. We click a button, 30 minutes later, the food's at our door, right? And, and that has really made its way into how we think about work. So I, I think, you know, that's hopefully a, a fun way to kind of get, get at your question. And, um, you know, my, 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 um, 
you know, it's just about figuring out again, like what, what makes sense and what is the investment that I need to put into anything that I do to get the return that I desire. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thank you for that. And, and the exercise does drive it home. You're so right. You know, I think it's interesting too, as a mom, um, you know, I worry all the time that my kids aren't going to find what they do as fulfilling as I did at their age, because it's so immediate. They've got Netflix, they've got the iPads, they've got, like you said, you click a button and voila, everything you could ever desire is in front of you. Yeah. And with that, you know, they, they, I don't know if the fulfillment is there. And I think that's what many, including myself have caught on to is that yes, are there limitless possibilities that I can tap into? Can I compare myself and my business to everybody out there doing amazing things and it looks like, you know, effortlessly? Sure. But at the end of the day, it, you know, where was the work in that? Where is the fulfillment in that? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I, and I think that it just gets more and more difficult, right? So every year there's this or not every year every month there's this new shiny object that comes out yeah. that you know calls calls our attention right so it's it's lunch club or it's clubhouse or it's whatever it is the new shiny object that we're like okay i need to incorporate this into my life because this is going to help me broaden my network or learn more about the world and it's it's just on and on and on and on and on but i do think you know i think many of us are again kind of recognizing that this is just not a world that that does give us any fulfillment. If you look back historically, right, this is not the first time this has happened. You look at the industrial revolution where a lot of people were drawn to the factory floors, right? Come out of the countryside, come to the fact, come to the cities, come to the factory floor mm-hmm. because you're going to make money. But that life of sort of rote sitting and creating widgets right. was the impetus for the arts and crafts movement, right? Because so many people came from this rural world of doing pottery, doing cooking, you know, tending, um, you know, animals to go to a city where you just stood on a factory floor. Uh, And so there was this, this desire to return to something that made a little bit more sense. And I think that's, that's certainly what you're seeing now with the great resignation is a lot of people are saying like this, I don't want this life anymore. This is not fulfilling. So. Yeah, it's interesting. I, and my post and you saw it, Chris, I was like, I was part of the dot-com boom, you know, in the late nineties and it's uh, in the early two thousands. Um, and then it, it, it busted, <laughs> but, but, you know, um, it was, it was, uh, just nonstop. And it was like the badge of honor was burnout. Yeah. And you know, it was like, if you, it was bragging rights, right. Of like, well, I only got an hour of sleep last night. Exactly. Okay. Well, I only got 30 minutes, you know, and it's like, um, and then you're, then you're expected to have your a game, you know, bring your a game to the office as well, as long, you know, also with your puppy. Um, (laughs) um, so it was crazy because it was just nonstop, you know, and you're just like, it was invigorating at the same time because you knew you were part of this awesome thing and you're innovating all these cool uh, online products and stuff. Um, but you know, burnout was key and, and and then then you would do it again. Um, it was just like rinse and repeat. And then it started to slowly change. And then you started to have like, you know, kind of wellness and maybe they bring in someone to speak on it, or maybe yeah. they'd have like a massage chair, or, you know, or something, and they would kind of gradually change. But I think you're right with the pandemic, we saw it, it the pandemic accelerated 
a lot of things, you know, and I think that was one of them. It was just like, it forced us all to like take stock of what was going on. And now, um, now you're having like uh, C-suite level people who are in wellness for these huge corporations and realizing that yeah. if we want our employees to stick around, things have to change. And, and you're right, with the great resignation, people are like, wait a minute, I have control over my life, yeah. not my employer, you know? Um, right. And I, I, and that we've proven that productivity is there when people get to kind of design their day, you know? So it's like, uh, I don't know. So have you, I mean, obviously this came out of the pandemic, um, but are you seeing people um, grasp onto it more rather than kind of be like, oh, we don't, we don't need that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, the framework has gotten a really good response and it, it's, it's turning into a workshop that we're running with, with uh, myself and some colleagues are running with some, some companies um, to again, kind of understand sort of holistically again, and this is a human holistic framework, right? It's mind, body, and spirit. There is a direct correlation between physical wellness and mental well-being, right? If you don't eat well, you're going to produce more cortisol and you're going to be anxious, right? Yeah. And right now, 68% of the U.S. population is overweight and around 70% of the U.S. population is depressed and anxious, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is a mathematical correlation, right? <laughs> so companies yeah. are recognizing, yeah, it's not a massage chair. It's not a yoga room that, you know, a small office that sits in the corner. Oh, let's turn that into the yoga room, right? right. Um, but I think what, what many uh, organizations are, are recognizing, right, is that there is a cost and there's, all, there's an obligation and there's a cost, but there's also uh, um, confusion as it relates to how do you best provide the support that your employees need to navigate this period. Most C-suite staff are not trained psychologists, right? They can inspire, they can coach, they can help, but they're not trained medical professionals. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not, we're not comfortable talking about anxiety and depression in the workplace. <clears throat> um, but those organizations that again are recognizing that, yeah, it's not lip service. It's like, we have to acknowledge and we have to reach out for help. Um, but again, it's thing, you know, I've had a couple of presentations where people have said, can we just do one or two of the pillars? <laughs> <laughs> No, you cannot do one or you two. You pick and choose. <laughs> now no, you don't have to do seven, right? You can create eight, 12, whatever it is, but it's this, it's the totality of the human experience that people bring, bring to work and recognizing that there's this, this intersection of, of all the components. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So how do you, um, how do you recommend people start? Like where, you know, when you go into a company, you've taken an assessment, you're working with these folks in your workshop, where do we begin? Well, the first thing you, the first thing is that, you know, that, again, this is where I, I sort of incorporate my, my COO experience and my years of doing sort of corporate business operations across HR and talent and finance and corporate real estate and my certified personal training experience. Right. So there's this weaving of, of the two worlds and what you would do if, you know, if I was training an athlete, uh, or someone that wanted to, to feel better about themselves, the first thing is I would say, okay, let's define what that means. Like, what does that mean? Right. Does that mean. You want to go run a marathon. Does that mean you want to sleep better? Does that mean you want your clothes to fit better? Right. Does that mean you just want to feel better about yourself? So you define for yourself, like, what does wellness mean for me? And that's yeah. what organizations need to do. They need to say to themselves, because every organization will be different. Let's define what intellectual wellness means for our organization. Everyone says, oh, we've got a growth mindset. And then you say, okay, what does that mean? What does that mean that you've got a growth mindset in your organization? Yeah. And most people are like, oh, well, you know, we uh, we bring in trainers, you know, once a year and we talk about, you know, 
That's one mm -hmm. thing. And that's not having a growth mindset, right? Growth mindset is curiosity and innovation and potential, right? So um, the first step is define. That's what you would define for yourself in terms of, again, like what's my purpose? What's my focus on improving my well-being? What's my journey? You define what that looks like. And then you assess, like, where am I? <laughs> you know, where am I as an individual on this path? Like, you know, I don't get enough sleep. I don't eat well. This is why. These are the, some of the things that I have identified in terms of an assessment. And that's what businesses do, too. They go across these seven pillars and they, they assess where they are, right? How are we in terms of spiritual wellness? Nobody talks about spiritual well-being in, in the business place. A lot of people talk about purpose. Yeah. Right. A lot of people talk about purpose. Yeah. But you said, what does that mean? <clears throat> oh, but look at our values. We've got them on the wall. We've got values on the wall. But what does yeah. purpose mean? Uh, yeah, I don't really know. Oh, I wish I wish Matt was here. Um, he yeah. talks about this sometimes where it's not enough anymore to have that beautiful like poster on the wall with the word courage on the top and the tagline <laughs> below. Like that yeah. is not a company value anymore and instead he talks about it in terms of stories like tell me a situation where your company showed this or your employees supported each other specifically in that way and that's how we want to operate so i, I love what you're sharing keep going yeah so then and then it's plan right so you define the state that you're in the state that you're looking to achieve and then you plan how to get there right it's not i'm going to go to the gym tomorrow and i'm going to do 30 seconds worth of exercise right it's uh you know i'm a I'm starting, I'm a starting athlete. You know, I want to um, get to a point where I feel better about myself and sleep better and eat better. Okay. How am I going to do that? Right. Um, yeah. I'm going to join a gym and I'm going to get a trainer. You know what? Because I know that I lack the motivation or I'm going to talk to my friend and I'm going to say, you know what? I need help. Right. And I will help you. So let's make a commitment to one another to, to meet at this corner at 8am three days a week so that we can go for a, a three mile run, whatever it is. Right. It's planning. Um, and again, I think, you know, we live in this world where we just, we just jump into things. We just say, okay, well, I'll figure it out. Let's, let me jump into it. Um, and planning takes time and planning also takes really recognizing where you have weakness, right? A lot of us in January say, this is it. I'm putting down, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting fit, right? I'm joining the gym. I'm going to eat better. And for most of us that lasts like what, 10 days, right? And then we're <laughs> If that, hard. yeah, hard, yeah, right? yeah, it's hard. So, like that planning is is really important. Like, what do I need to keep me motivated? What do I need to keep me inspired? What do I need so that I'm not bored? Right? Some people get into the gym and they're like, you know, yeah, it's I feel better, but like it's just so boring, right? You know. And so, what else is out there? Um, so again, like the, the the process is it's not. Uh, you know, I, 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 when I do these presentations, and then not to disparage the the management professionals of the world, but I put my framework against similar frameworks from, you know, McKinsey and Bain and BCG. And it's all about, you know, scrutinized data for high frequency correlation. And, and I read these words in 2022 and I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what that means. Right. I don't, it doesn't feel human to me. Um, so this, 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 uh, this intertwining of sort of corporate real world operations, but human, like how do we really function as the machines that we are, seems to really resonate. Yeah, and I think that's the key. It's the human aspect. And I think we got so far away from that, you know, and it was just like, no, you're not human. 
between nine to five. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. Yeah. put on this mask of this yeah. person who has no emotion um, yeah. and just like powers through things. And it was just like getting to be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then now I feel like hopefully we're coming back to of like, oh, wait a minute, personality is good. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yes. We are not just a data point. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But I, I, I think, right. And I think if anything is po like positive has come over the past couple of years, it's it's really been that people have have taken a, a, right. And like I always go back to people always say like, oh, is LinkedIn becoming more like Facebook? Mm -hmm. And like, what does that actually mean? It means that people are actually like sharing their stories. They're talking about like they're opening up and sharing things that they haven't been able to do in their workplaces sure. or, or anywhere in the past. And they're right. they're talking about their stress and their anxiety. They're talking about their their massive failure, failures that have transformed their lives as, as a result. And I think that that us as individuals taking it into our own hands and, and going on social media and going and talking about it and presenting about it and having a real conversations about it and connecting on a human to human level yeah. Is, yeah. is how we break through that barrier. And I think that that's incredibly important that we need to take the onus on ourselves to really focus on our own wellness and then communicate that to our organizations or the people that we work with, wherever it might be in whatever capacity we are, yeah. to really take control of our own wellness, not to let another entity or organization or person control that for us. And a really, a really important step in this whole process, right? I mean, we're, we're still in a global pandemic, right? In the US, we're doing pretty good, like we're on a good path, right? But on a global scale, this is a crisis, right? This is a pandemic that's going to be around for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and we talk a lot, and we've talked a lot in the last 20 years about emotional intelligence. Which is a good thing, you know, but you know, what we don't talk about at all is emotional literacy. Not at all. Oh, yes. When totally. do we talk about grief? When do we talk about like, this is year three, <laughs> you know, a lot of us are like, this sucks, right? I don't like this. You know, I don't feel good. I want to see my friends. I don't want to be afraid of going into a restaurant. You know, I don't like being isolated all the time. Um, mm -hmm. When do we talk about, um, you know, the fear for our kids? Like, what does that mean? So I think this is, again, a really pivotal time in you know, LinkedIn, other social media platforms, whatever it is, any arena where we can share what it really means to be human. And emotions are a pivotal part of what it really means to be human. Intelligence is a component of that, but so is anger, so is frustration, so is fear. All of those things are important things that we need to start really talking about a lot more succinctly. Yeah. So um, you mentioned the workshops that you're doing, Chris. Where else can people find you if they want to tap into your seven pillars or other business leaders or companies want to in, imp, sorry, incorporate this into what they're doing? The best way is just to reach out to me directly. That's who I am. I like to talk to people one-on-one. -on -one. Chris at NYC.com. It's a pretty easy email to remember, right? I was one of the, <laughs> the founders of NewYorkCity.com back in the day. There's about six of us in the world that have first name at NYC.com email addresses. Reach out to me, talk to me about your your challenges. I've done a lot of seminars that you can find online. You can do Google searches. They've been recorded, radio shows, um, different presentations to, to global audiences. You can listen in about how I talk about this if you want more information. I'm certainly happy to send you a, a, a very rough overview that you can put on your website or, or send out to your community, just that really sort of top level talks about the framework. Um, and Chris whatever. provided us with two of those presentations, and they're in the comments below if you want to check them out. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm doing I'm doing a lot more and uh, a little sort of twist on this, too, is I'm doing a, a separate presentation that feeds into this around collective effervescence, which I think is a is a positive, optimistic way to think about this challenge. And that's all about 
how do you create energy? How do you create harmony when you actually bring people together and define and articulate what does purpose mean? It's this great idea. I just love the plan where it's collected. I didn't, and I didn't, certainly didn't make this up, right? This was something that a sociologist invented in the early nine, uh, 1900s, but I just love collective effervescence as a way to think about, okay, we're in year three, things might be looking a little bit better. How do we kick this, kick this forward? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, guys, you heard it here first. Please follow Chris if you haven't already. Make sure that you're, you know, checking into these things that he's sharing with us here in the comments, his presentations, all of these incredible resources. Um, <clears throat> you know, I feel I feel a little selfish, Chris. I had the chance to speak with you for about an hour and a half a few months ago, and I know that since that conversation, you've made a big um, impact on me because I'm really encouraged, especially being in the careers world, that that this kind of thinking has emerged for people who just desperately need us, which it's all of us. So I'm I'm truly grateful with what you shared today and 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 what you're doing in business. So thank you so much. Um, and what we ask everybody at the end of power is if they could go away and do one thing today, if they could implement one thing that you talked about today to move forward in this area in their business or life, what would that be? It's a really easy answer, right? At the end of the day, you quit all of your applications on your computer. You quit them. You save all your work. You quit the applications and you and you shut down your computer. And then you start each day when you power that computer. It's 30 seconds, right? Most computers takes 30 seconds. You use that 30 seconds to repeat a mantra or think about what you're really trying to do. And then at a pace that is reasonable, <laughs> you open up the tools that you need to use, right? You don't open up 25 different tools. You say, okay, today to start, I'm, I'm gonna open up LinkedIn, I'm gonna open up a web browser and I'm gonna open up email. And that's it, you know, I don't need to look at Slack. I don't need to do this. Mm -hmm. and, and, and just reframe how you engage with the world. It's a simple exercise to do, it takes no time. It's, it's just, a, again, it's all about establishing the pace that, that is meaningful and again, gives you the right return. Oh, you know what? I love that because I don't do that at all. Nobody does. Nobody does. It's like I leave my computer on and then when I get back to it in the morning, everything is there yelling at me. Exactly. You know, I have like 20 browser tabs and open and this in. thing and that thing. Yeah. And you're stuck in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I love that. I'm going to do that. Reframe, reframe how you start and end each day with work. Awesome. Rage a war against notifications. Yes. Yeah. Just turn them off. <laughs> well thank you so much you guys it's been an, another wonderful power hour you guys I, I just deeply appreciate you all for being here as well as everyone who's here in the comments josh forrest denise steve denise i mean brian you guys are the reason we do this show so please make sure you're following chris and power hour as well um and before we go um you know take care of yourself guys because it's been a really tough few years and it's not done yet, but we're in it together. So thank you so much for tuning in, Chris. Thank you for your time. And you guys will see you next week for another awesome power. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Dan, will you take it down?